0: So another episode of the Sentinel Spectrum. I named it that specifically, not because I'm claiming to be a watchman, uh, though that I guess we're supposed to be, right? Um, As, um, you know, when you claim the Christian faith, you know, I, I think some people may have different perspectives on what that means or whatever. I've never been in the military, but you have. Yes. And not to, you know, I'm not trying to go into your name or nothing, but your background Is that like of Marines, right?
1: Yeah. Predominantly Marine Corps.
0: Yeah. So you are a Marine. They they say once a Marine, always a Marine. I'm a retired
1: former Marine. Yeah. 30 years active. And then I did 10 years as a contractor. Total of 40 years.
0: And my, both my grandfathers were in the military and one of them is a Marine. I mean, he's passed on to another place Uh, for now. I I never met him. Um, I think I might've spoke with him once, but as a Marine, do you think that your mindset towards the kingdom of heaven and the warfare that's going on, do you think it's different as a Marine versus, I mean, like say, do you, do you think that you have a biased perspective because you are a Marine.
1: I, I believe so. I mean, and one of the reasons is, is we, in basic training, we become history buffs. So for the whole 13, 15 weeks that you're at basic training, not only are you doing the uh, the crazy drills and you're in your face and I'm your mommy and your daddy and everything in between. And, you know, you mess with me and I'm going to screw you real good. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Of course, they use other flowery language to make it more interesting. But, um, but they're big on history and you get some real facts about history that you really can't find in history books nowadays. Uh, and so history's been watered down, it's, it's uh, been rewritten at the times, but it makes you proud to be a Marine. You see the sacrifices they paid and the reason why they did it, and it wasn't because of corporate of America and the industrial complex and some of the stuff that we're dealing with nowadays. It's deep-rooted in patriotism and you know, we are founded one nation under God, even though that terminology, God, has a wide meaning uh, concerning people's perspectives and their background and those kind of things. You know, so, um, you know, it's one of those deals where they say, hey, you know, if you don't make it to heaven, um, there's a backup plan and you go to hell and regroup and come back and kick some butt again. Well, that's not going to happen, but that's kind of the mentality that you have that, like, you'll follow your commander to Hades and back. And there's an option to regroup and come back in another life. You're ready to go a second time.
0: Yeah. I never got into that terminology. I always wondered about that. it was like, cause this one guy I worked with a, a younger former Marine or whatever. Cause I mean, I guess he got kicked out or something cause he pierced his ears or something like real big or something, something goofy, whatever he told me. It just, and he acted weird too, but, uh, I don't know. He, he just, but I, I do remember him saying something out there. They called him them, themselves devil dogs or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really get into that kind of terminology. I'm going to skip over that. Um, what I'm saying is, is that as you going in, like, like, how old was you when you first went in?
1: Uh, 17. Um, when I joined on delayed entry program, then I shipped when I got out of school. And they still got that program. You can join different services in your junior or senior year. You know, some provide a split option where you can actually go to basic training to the, during your summer between your junior and senior. I shipped right after I, right after I graduated from high school. And to get back on the term devil dog, that's what we were called in World War II because we were fighting fierce. And that's what we were nicknamed in other, you know, flowery terms of our fierceness and ferociousness and, and
0: battle. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got and those you. kind of things. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I, right, right. Not, I take things very literally. So,
1: well, and some of them do <laughs> still today. And it's like,
0: I got you. I decompressed. So, so like, was it a major shock to you, like to go into basic training? And then, and as you're like 17, 18 years old, and you're like, you just, I mean, was it totally different than like playing sports? Oh, it sure was. But there was, but was it relatable? So, yes. if a kid, like, let's say a young man, even a maybe a young woman, here's this. Could they relate it to their sports journey?
1: Uh, they certainly can. And as a matter of fact, the military, especially the Marine Corps, targets sports programs and athletic people because of the disciplines, even the leadership skills that you learn and those kind of things all play a major portion because you could find yourself at 18, 19 years of age, leading a squad or battlefield promotion as a platoon sergeant because he got medevaced or was killed and now you're calling the shots at a very early age on a major outcome of how things are gonna happen because now you've taken over as elite lead, uh, squad leader or a platoon sergeant and you need to get get to get the guys in and out of there as best you can and it's a serious responsibility and you're always cross training so even though I went in as an infantry rifleman by the time I deployed I could do anything for the radio operator, call in fire support, you know, medevac. Um, I knew all the different positions on the crew serve weapons, those kind of things.
0: So the stress level oh, compared it's, it's to football. The, for it's through day. the roof. So it's, so if if the stress level with playing high school football in like a Division two, you know, something like that, um, as far as the 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 highest stress point, let's call it a 50 for like high school football. What would you say the Marines were?
1: Well, let's say I remember doing triple sessions in football when I was, you know, junior senior.
0: Yeah.
1: Thought I was gonna die. That was like being at church camp, you know, uh, holding hands and singing "Kumbaya" at the campfire. It's like night and day. And most of my drill instructors did two or three tours in Vietnam. The company gunny had a couple big scars on his head where they put a steel plate in and. And uh, they were overrun. They were out of supplies, and by the time they came, and three quarters of the guys were wiped out. He killed his last four or five uh, Viet Cong either with his hand or his entrenching tool. Out of ammo, threw the weapon down. And it was game on.
0: So it wasn't like today, because I've heard, I've heard over the years, you know, perhaps maybe, you know, the things have gotten a little softer, maybe because you got them weird rules of like. I don't know maybe that was the army or something but i mean it, you know what i mean like i've heard different things from older veterans versus the younger like just like the rules that drug instructors and in boot camp how they can treat people and talk to them and this and that or whatever and i'm like you know there's a point where i i just really think that i have my opinions politically when it comes to you know when you have a president so to speak, not going to mention names, um, but, you know, you can probably guess what I'm talking about. You know, one of the previous presidents of recent times, um, you know, depleted the military of a few different things. One being morality, supposedly from what I hear, I wouldn't know because I've not yes. been in the military, but you know, when it comes to stress there, I've heard, I've always heard this term since like middle school, I think that there's a good type of stress and then there's bad. Would you say the Marines for you, taught you how to manage that.
1: Yes, they did. And we've gone completely in the opposite direction, we call it, the influence of Mothers of America, you know, whether whatever they call themselves as far as their their pronouns. But, you know, babying the people. And, uh, of course, back then, you know, if they're going to adjust your uniform or lay hands on you, they just grabbed you. I know towards the time I got out, it was like, I'm going to reach up and adjust your tie. I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? Those kind of things. They weren't giving them the time out and the mood rings like they did maybe the Navy and the Army that I heard, but they were still watering things down, and and that's not the place to do that. You know, when you hear that an Eagle Scout has better training than most of our basic training services now, you know, China's laughing all the way to the bank.
0: Okay, so... When it comes to battles or wars that you fought in, can you name any?
1: Well, let me put it this way here. Um, I was very fortunate when I came on board, all right, was the typical ground pounder. The first time I I went out, I actually went from infantryman to the grenadier, grenade launcher to radio man. I mean, they needed some replacements real quick. And so that's where my baptism of fire was taking place. And then shortly after that short scenario that I had for a couple months, all right, in the southern hemisphere, all right, I got a phone call asking if I wanted to move up the food chain and get in on a ground floor program on the nuclear side of the house. Well, what happens, it ended up being at a little bit more of a strategic level. And that's when I first started hearing the terms Space Force Strategic Defense Initiative and the different things coming out of Carter's administration into Reagan after, unfortunately, and gave away the Panama Canal and those kind of things where money was coming in to the industrial complex. And for the first time in a while, the younger troops were getting off of food stamps with their family and their children because, you know, they weren't getting paid a whole lot, you know, $250 a month. And then sometimes you have two or three kids. So they were on those public assistance while they're in the military. Yet they were deployable forces And thankfully, that tide changed, the dragon became a little bit more respectable. We're still fighting the Cold War, but he was starting to put a lot of money into defense. So that's when we started working with a satellite program, the high-energy weapons that have been turned against us like they did in California here recently in Hawaii.
0: Okay, so how old are you? What's that? How old are you? Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm in my 60s. Okay, so you was around Mm -hmm. during Carter. Mm Mm-hmm. You're saying he was around during Reagan. Mm -hmm. So before Carter, it was who? Lyndon B. Johnson? It may have been. Um, Uh, J.F.K.?
1: Well, he was assassinated, of course. And that's when things really changed changed for us as far as the deep state and the industrial complex and the rules of engagement. And they started rewriting um, how the land and warfare program was going to go as our standing operational procedure, the way we conducted
0: business. So, I mean, when, when you look at, because, I mean, when we spoke before, like, probably one of the first times I met you, what really caught my attention was things that uh, pertain to, like, superhuman types. Right.
1: Yeah, when I got into the, the uh, basically, the first exposure I had was when I worked on a counter drug program that didn't exist. Okay, there was a special pot of money that was moved to move assets, military assets to support both in and out of country. You're on an narcotic side of the house, which normally is handled by DEA here locally and overseas with other related uh, law enforcement and paramilitary organizations that are in other countries. Well, we were beefing that program up. And so we first came on board as advisories and in reconnaissance. So we'd go out and snoop and poop, kind of see what was going on, try to figure out the lay of the land, where the operation was, where stuff was flying in at. So we, we set on strategic points as far as from airstrips to the train stations, moving around in the communities, traveling light, not being seen by the locals, and then satin information back. And then the powers that be would give us other further designation, who to link up with, how it was going to work. So we worked mainly at first as a backup bringing the, to the table the uh, communications and uh, the tactical um, training, if you will. And that's when I started running into other contractors that were moving back and forth from overseas and what they were doing not only at our level but at a much different level on the political side of the house with the royal families around the nation's and uh, the bodyguards and the training that they were providing and the kind of money that was moving. Some of those guys were making over a million dollars a year, and they was a couple of years ago they were making $30,000 at their rank with what they were doing and now they were doing it on the civilian side of the house as a contractor. Either they'd sub through somebody in NATO or overseas or they would be on direct contract as far as our government allowing them to... Go over and participate in whatever activities uh, they were supporting.
0: So, so, and I- so
1: that's when I ran into the super soldier, folks. That's when I started seeing, like, man, this dude's, you know, he's got it going on. This guy just ran a marathon race with 100 pounds on his back and explosives, and, uh, you know, it was pretty near world record. You know, how did this guy do this? You know, and so we would have guys come in and beef us up when we're going on certain missions. And this is the fella.
0: Beef you up. What do you mean?
1: Well, we would need some additional support or somebody who was knew what was going on in country or had contacts. This particular individual actually spent time with Osama bin Laden in the tunnels in Afghanistan when they were running the arms during the Contra affairs, you know, so, I had no idea at the time that we were involved in any of that kind of stuff, either on the active duty side of the house. Heard a little bit about contractors, but... uh,
0: You're talking about mercenaries?
1: To a degree, yeah, yeah.
0: So, like, I mean, why would you say somebody would be, like, superhuman? Like, I mean, mean, obviously... You know, with my, I mean, I kind of have a scientific mind and I think that there's a point where at my age, you know, I've I've thought, eh, maybe I want a little bit of help. I'm I'm not really too into needles, you know, like when it comes to steroids or I've never taken any steroids or anything like that. And I've never really been a bodybuilder. I went a lot of years without working out really because I just relied on my job to keep me in okay shape, I guess. But I've always, I've been out of shape, you know, quite a while when I was married, you know, this and that and the other. A lot of people joke around about that dad bod thing, but, you know, when then, then when you go through a divorce, you know, that kind of, you know, a lot of, you know, it's a, it's kind of running joke, you know, you know, guys snap out of it. They go to the gym, blah, 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 and all that. And that's kind of the therapy that, you know, helped me get through some tough times, you know, and in saying that I've been looking into what what's called peptides, you know. Right. Um, one particular I've been hearing about is like Wolverine serum. It's like a combination of one substance and another um that's uh bpc 157 or something like that helps heal joints and this and that and, and it, it supposedly it helps all kinds of stuff so in saying that what i'm saying is is that well what would make you think that somebody has something far beyond you know like what you know arnold schwarzenegger for example or or maybe a nfl athlete what what would make you think that somebody's got access to that
1: Well, as I progressed through my military career, I was fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. I had a couple meritorious promotions, accelerated promoted to E6, then offered more an officer shortly after that. So, I mean, within my, before my first enlistment was out, I mean, I was moving and shaking pretty good. And then I ran into some people that said, Hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? And then one time a phone call came down and I took the phone call and, and I went to this train up exercise. I didn't even know any of this stuff even existed. I never saw it after it. You know, I never like, Hey, I want to be a recon guy. I want to be a Navy SEAL. I want to be any of this. I just wanted to get out of New York and make something out of myself. And if I'm going to fight over property, somebody else owns as a gangbanger trying to move up in the street, you know, I might as well join the Marines, get out of town, get paid for it. And, uh, you know, and, and have, and start my life over, restart my life. So, when I started meeting people and them telling me where they're at, what's been going on with them, you know, whether it be in the club or offline or in the weight room, you know, um, I started seeing that there is another side to this coin that I did not know or understood what was going on. And I guess you could say uh, the industrial complex runs pretty deep. You hear terms like the deep state and those kind of things. And then when you start hearing like Operation Race for the Giants, you know, and those kind of things, and that's exactly why we went into Iraq.
0: <clears throat> so I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard it um I think it was a former senator um wanted to um find Gilgamesh. Right. Um, and at first, you know, like I, I that name, you know, didn't didn't ring a Really ring a bell. It sounded like some uh, fairy tale stuff that I heard when I was a kid or something. But then the more I was hearing about it, it was like, you know, I figured I, I mean, I automatically domino effect in my mind is like, yeah, they want to create a super soldier, but that's recent. This is 2023. You're talking about you, uh, you've seen witness things that was back in the eighties.
1: Yes. Yes. In the eighties. And I've heard these old boys talk how things were going right after World War II and, and in the 50s and what was going on. And what a lot of people don't know, we brought uh, some of the uh, scientific clientele, if you will, that were participants in the Nazi program yeah. here in the United States. So there was a race in the program to get some of the, that brain power, that scientific knowledge over here because they were so far ahead of of us at the time. And, of course, they would experiment on anybody. And they had all these camps with all this slave labor. And what a better place to experiment with a certain type of hybrid programs and jack with somebody's DNA and how far they could push the envelope. And if they ran through 100,000 people and they died, uh, or whatever the case may be, to finally perfect, because they were in search of the super soldier. They wanted to be the you know the, the Aryan race, you know, To uh, take over the entire world, and um, and there was a spiritual aspect behind it, which I didn't really realize till later on. And so, when you talk about Gilgamesh, and some people, uh, when school, you know, heard about that mythology, and they may have had to have do some papers on it. But it coincides with um, Nimrod in the scripture.
0: So Nimrod is Gilgamesh. Yes. So, but wasn't he? I thought wasn't he real evil though?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Here's the thing. <clears throat> when you look, people need to read Book of Genesis uh, 3 through Chapter 10. I suggest that people ought to go to Steve Quayle, Q-U-A-Y-L-E's website, Genesis 6. This guy, I thought he was crazy when I first hit, heard him talking on the radio and uh, years ago. And then as I w- went through my military career and I started picking up some things that I heard him him talking about on coast to coast and other things, you know, driving from one base to an exit, two or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. in these Area 51 and – Alien kind of stuff and
0: like yeah. uh, when I used to work security, I would listen to it at like three <laughs> yeah, o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, like, man, you yeah. know, like some people would probably be wigged out, creeped out, or whatever. I'm just like, man, it's entertaining.
1: You yeah, know? and I thought it was up too. I'm like, man, I don't know what kind of liquor he's drinking, but I like to have some of that shine, you know. What <laughs> I mean?
0: Somebody call in saying, Oh, yeah, I worked at Area 51. Okay, well, I mean, that's fine, but I mean, to <laughs> me, it's like, well, how do you how do you process your eyewitness accounts? without like going nuts or, or feeling like, cause I'm, 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 I'm assuming from just even the little, you don't even know me that well and you've told me some stuff. So I'm looking at it like, well, so would that mean to you like that? Something like the jab for the recent problem that we had in the last couple of years, that the concerns about the mRNA stuff and the alter, you know, we should be concerned about that, right? Because I didn't get it, and I'm like, but at the same time, I'm the kind of person that I don't rarely go to the doctor, anyways, unless it's absolutely necessary. I try not to go, and I'd rather learn about herbs. I'd rather like, Amen. Yeah. I mean, the last time, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to tinker with what the Lord has Amen. made. And I think that I'm doing a whole lot better than what I would have been if I'd submitted to certain protocols that they wanted to put me through over, um, you know, like a little thing. Like it's like, you know, I, I'm just not that guy, you know, and so it, it's easy for me to resist it, but I, I, I don't know, man, I've seen people that, that took it and that it's like, I feel sorry for them because maybe they don't realize the depth of the seriousness of what they have allowed in the, in the body that the Lord gave them. And I'm not saying a perfect bro. I'm just saying that there's a point where I do recognize that you can defile your body to a, to a, to a, like a irreversible point, I guess, according to scripture, it may, it makes sense that when you read prophecy and things that talks about the mark of the beast, you know, and things of that sort, which, you know, it, it, it lists it doesn't just list one thing when it pertains to the mark of the beast. It also, it, it kind of like makes it seem like there's about three different ways to take that mark. One of them being in the right hand. And yet you've got someone like Elon Musk is talking about putting computer chips in people's heads, which that was the other one in the book of revelation where it talks about, you know, in the forehead. And I'm thinking, well, why would you put a why would you get a computer chip put in your head unless you needed to solve a problem? But the way that Elon Musk is painting it is that it will solve problems. It will, you know, heal the blind and you know, and improve you and upgrade you and all that. I mean, but so when it comes to cyborgs, do you believe that they already have cyborgs that are, exist?
1: Yes. Well, and let me let me back up here a little bit. <clears throat> so talking about history. <clears throat> so when they asked me if I wanted to get in this new development program, this research and development program, and if I'd volunteer and go to school, if I could take the time out, which I did and went to a couple of different type service schools, Air Force, uh, Navy, Army, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and we, they started really seriously pushing some uh, biological and chemical warfare history. And that's to give you a good foundation on where it's evolved from, where it started where it's going to and how we need to be head of the game and race for the giants and those kind of things. And, um, uh, so I looked at it from like the scientific and this biological this standpoint and how they were presenting all this stuff and how we've developed through the years and how necessary it's been for the vaccinations and the, the different medications that are out there. And like you talk about the peptides, you know, and all that kind of stuff that, uh, that assists your body into resetting itself and producing human growth hormone and other things in your body that will strengthen you and give you more endurance, that will slow down your aging process and detoxify your body. What you're getting is probably a 2% at best on what they even got going on at a level that I knew at the time and who knows how far down the road it is.
0: So are you, when, you, when it comes to peptides, though, do you think they're safe?
1: Well, you know, from what I, I, what I know and what I've read, because I've had some people come and ask me, like, hey, what's going on? And and so I had to kind of pick it up and look at it because I used to be a competitive weightlifter years ago. And yeah. back in the day, it was either testosterone or it was human growth hormone. Or if you were lucky enough or unlucky enough to be able to buy the extract that was actually taken from the Reese's monkeys. Uh, pituitary gland and get the monkey brains. Uh, seriously, I've seen guys. Yeah, thousand dollars, thousand dollars a, you know, I'm, I'm for a cycle. But I've seen like one guy in particular. I won't mention any names. He was like a 148er, and he started cycling. Six months later, he's he's trying to suck weight at 165. Then he went up to 180, 88. So he ends up dropping down to 65. He was, I think, he was the first guy to do five at 165 in the bench. Um, um, he, he, he almost did, uh, he did high fives in the 181s, but a couple of years later. because so you're I, talking
0: about competitive, like powerlifting? Powerlifting,
1: yeah. So, so I went some places, this and that, and came back. And a couple of years later, I almost didn't recognize the guy. And what was crazy about it, it, not only did it increase his size, his muscle mass, his flexibility, his endurance, and that kind of stuff, he actually, Went up like, you know, a size and a half in his shoe, you know, at 27 and 28 years of age. And of course, sometimes they'll shoot adrenaline between the lifts and those kind of things. So there's, a there's a Molotov cocktail, if you will. And back then it was kind of trial and error. You could hardly find any doctor that would do that for you. Uh, so a lot of them bought that stuff, had it shipped in from Germany or bought it when they were over there or in Italy or drove across the border. But we've, Went so far beyond that because now we're talking about permanently changed in DNA, and so to get back on the Genesis six, it talks about the angels that basically had sex with with women, and they gave birth to giants. Not that they were a hundred pound babies when they came out, but they grew exponentially, like the Hercules gene, the cheetah gene, uh, the eagle gene, and these kind of things that we heard about that was being used in trials, so clinical trials that people volunteered for that were hand selected and approached. Would you like to do this?
0: So what do you, you just mentioned the Hercules gene, mm-hmm. the Eagle gene. Yeah. And what else? Cheetah. And what is that? What well, you- it's
1: basically one would enhance your physical strength. One would enhance your speed and one of them would enhance your, your vision. I mean, um, we have optics now. We're working on the ballistics, the, We can reach out to maybe eight miles in a long gun. we got a long way to go to get there, but we're already talking about hearing people shoot three and four miles. Nowadays, almost on a regular basis hitting stuff.
0: Are are you talking about the human body?
1: No, I'm talking about we have optics now and people are doing that, but back in the day when we didn't have optics, there was a program involved to get somebody to that kind of level where, you know, um, I mean, I know of people that could engage targets, At 700 yards through open sights and body shots you all day long without being scoped. And Davy Crockett didn't have anything like that going on. And uh,
0: so So you've been exposed because of your line of work. Right. Not just your military career, but after that, you've been exposed to things. And so you're an eyewitness to things. So you know for sure. So that, so that has motivated you to try to warn people, right? Yeah. Of the time we live in. Right. This stuff's serious. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're serious. You're, you're a Marine veteran. So the book of Revelation is true. It is. The book of Daniel's true. It's a, sec- actually Genesis to Revelation it's, is true. It's a
1: second occursion, but this time it's through an eye of a needle.
0: All right. So, I mean, but when you're talking about DNA alteration, right. you're talking about giants, you're yeah. talking about people wanting to enhance their bodies right. and all that. I've even heard it, um, something about um,
1: – Slow down, aging like, process, fountain of youth, live forever.
0: Yeah, they well, they've actually had some – Some I don't know. There was a company talking about having the ability to download your consciousness yes. onto something. Put it yes. on the back or and put you in a new body, you know, like a cloned body yes. at any age you want to be and all this stuff. Or a like, robot. So what I'm saying is that, you know, this stuff is pretty much in the Bible. Yep. And, but it's not just that it's in the Bible. It's actually something that we're starting to see manifest. Right. Like even more. So like you, technically you wouldn't have to be exposed to secret programs to now we're seeing it manifest out in the public. Right. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And you got people doing this kind of test tube stuff in their own basement is the CRISPR t- technology and a few hundred bucks buying the ingredients you need. And if you know a little bit about, you know, microbiology and quantum physics helps and some other things, and work with artificial intelligence and synthetic DNA, you'd be surprised what I'm hearing through the grapevine that it's being produced by rogue nations, terrorist organizations, and crazy people uh, maybe in the house next door and in the basement that has the lights on all night. Who knows? But what I will tell you is this... <laughs> I read, the, I, yeah, yeah, I'm serious.
0: But <laughs> Who knows what they're doing right. down there?
1: <laughs> but uh, uh, at one time.
0: Frankenstein.
1: In the early years of biological warfare, um, you know, everybody wants to get that kill shot. They want to have whatever weapon it is that they can to reach out and some, touch somebody quicker, faster, further, so on and so forth. Um, there was some um, research and development done to, lepo- to weaponize leprosy. You know, years ago, leprosy was incurable. It uh, has an average incubation period, if I remember correctly from history, about two and a half years. So by the time you start showing uh, symptoms that you have leprosy, it's been in your body breeding and replicating, and you know brewing and you know, putting a you know putting this cock- killing cocktail together. You know, so back in the Bible days, unclean, unclean. They had to go to leprosy colonies. We've had leper colonies even in. Uh, even to up to this century, uh, or last century, 19th century, uh, in, um, over there in Hawaii, you know, so it was one of those things. I mean, we've progressed with science. And if you catch it early enough, they can either, I don't, I don't know if they can eradicate it right now or you could, you know, you can live a, a lot longer, or a productive life. But they were trying to weaponize this, you know, and, and then be able to, to, to uh, and you hear all about the, 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 uh, mosquitoes and the ticks and those kind of things. They're called vectors. Well, we would inoculate or we would breed in a laboratory or expose mosquitoes, ticks and different things, and then we would release them in a test subject, whether it be in South America or Africa and those kind of things, and see what happens with the wildlife and by chance if maybe somebody in the village next door happens to get bit or step on something or whatever, or it happens to leach into their drinking water and their wells and stuff. You know, we'll just kind of see what the collateral damage is. You know, so, so, but if you look at some of the films that I watched that's come out of the, you know, Russia and China and some of those other places, you know, um, if you're a, prison, a prisoner of war in some of those other places and even a civilian prisoner and you see on the news where, you know, they export organs, you know, they get a call up for a certain organ, certain blood donor, you know, certain sex, certain age. Um, you know, they have quite an inventory of that kind of stuff that rolls out of some of these places that don't have some of the laws and standards of medical practice that we have. You know, so every now and then you read a, about somebody waking up in a hotel room packed in ice and he's missing something, you know, didn't kill him, but he was at a bar. Next thing you know, and those kind of stories do happen, but now they're doing that stuff in the lab. You know, people come up missing. They might be in sex trafficking, they might be being grown for organ harvesting. Those things are happening and you have special ops people keeping an eye on this stuff and some of them are going as contractors with non-profit organizations, working with other law enforcement agencies, whatever the case may be. But it's real world evil, dark people, and uh, you know the bottom line is good and evil. And so what's happening right now is there is a devil, he's been at war with God ever since Genesis, he hasn't gone away, and what we're seeing is a corruption. There was a total corruption. I, I, I did not want to, you couldn't push Christianity or religion on me. I'm like, why do I want to serve a God that told them to go into the Canaanites, tight emirate and kill them all, men, women, and children, even animals? What kind of God is that? Don't preach to me about love. And then we go into places and we see this mercy killing going on with these little boys and little girls and whatever their religions dictates, it's okay. And you know, and we, we got to just suck it up and drive on and act like it ain't happening when you want to, you know, light some people up and you can't because of rules of engagement. You know what I mean? So that can be – so what I'm trying to say is um, is that uh, this stuff has been going on for a long time, and now we're at the point where you have these big players who descend from the 13 bloodlines, and that's what you need to look into, the 13 satanic bloodlines, look it up. You can go I mean, to, I've been hearing about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: But and, what I'm saying is, is that you have personally been involved. Yeah. The things that you're saying – is not just paranoia.
1: No, it's not.
0: So like, in other words, I'm on one side of the coin, you're on the other. I'm a civilian, you know, whatever, not no military experience. And I'm seeing more and more over the years, like how that these things are coming to light. But like back, I mean, I studied criminal justice back in like 2000 and, uh, well, about 2010 to 2013. And, um, you know, one of my goals with that was to get involved with something. I, I didn't necessarily think I was going to become a cop, but I, I wanted to get involved. You know, I wanted to serve Yeshua, Jesus. I Amen. wanted to do something good. I see evil in the world. I mean, I've done evil myself and I had to repent. When I was younger, I was pretty wild and stupid. And some people would say average this, that, blah, blah, blah. But I've known people that... um have not made it this far to, to my age now. Um, 20 something years ago, 25 years ago, when I was in high school, I played football with a guy that just a couple of years ago, he passed from a fentanyl overdose. Mm. And to me, it's just like, I've never, I, I personally have not like I've done some things, but it's usually natural stuff. You know, marijuana is natural, you know, drinking alcohol. People think it's no big deal whatever, but, um, but fentanyl and things like that have seemed to, uh, how should I say, it's like people are looking for uh, for their next high sometimes or they're trying to deal with their life in the wrong way. But And I've witnessed that. So, I mean, like, I couldn't come off as, like, holier than now for, like, my pursuit of studying criminal justice or whatnot. And because of my background, it's like, I don't know if I'd qualify for anything. I'm too old to be. To apply for certain things, anyways, now. But like from my side of the coin, you know, it's like I've had people in my family and even my ex wife try to make it seem like I'm paranoid and like I'm over the top, I'm extreme. And then I meet you and I'm thinking, this guy's worse than me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and and yet, but you but you've seen these yes. things with your own eyes. Yes, that's actually been yes. your job, right? 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 right. Okay, it's always so.
1: been in the other third world countries and the place where all the problems are going at, and the terrorists are, you know, whatever the case may be.
0: But now it's here.
1: But but now I realize that was a testing ground and a proving ground, you know, and that the enemies had his hand in America. He's and he's infiltrated. All right. And we've talked about, you know, presidents relieving constitutional uh, admirals and generals and colonels and different things and cleaning house because we got to cut the military. No, getting everybody out of the way because to be able to usher in a new world order that, or, that they're talking about. And if you look at some of these presidents, they come from those bloodlines. They can be from gates to the bushes to whoever they they can trace back their lineage. They know their lineage better than we do, and they protect that that lineage. And they've been put in these specific jobs, like here, right here. This I'm going to just point this out. People can look this up. It's called "Time Bomb," a genocide of deadly processed food, national health epidemic, and even more that's pervasive in our society. So here's a friend of mine's son who wrote this, who went through all kinds of problem and in himself, and just by Cutting out some of the foods that have roundup in them, that have petroleum products in them, that have all kinds of stuff that is, that, that will poison you and cause cancers. I mean, they purposely put that in the food, and the whole agenda is to call the call to herd. It talks about in the end days, and if you look up the New World Order Constitution and Bylaws, it says they're focused on reducing the world to 500 million people. That's what they. Have agreed upon and other treaties have been assigned through the United Nations from everything from all the agendas now we're working on an agenda 2025 and by agenda 2030 uh, they want to bring by that time they want to have the world leader sometime between 2025 and 2030 to be sitting on his throne there in New York City and running the shots so now we fast forward to where we can biologically engineer things we can. You
0: talking about food, right?
1: Food, but we do it through food. We're doing it through water, but especially through the uh, vaccination then, program that we used back in the day to test drive some of our biological weapons.
0: So, what's that, the name of the author? This of the is book?
1: the name. Okay, this is this is John Joe Horn and Ellie Anderson. It's called Time Bomb. Okay. You can you can pick these books up at half price. Books I gave in a half price books the other day. Like five copies. You know they they were in there for like. Four ninety five. I bought them up. It's about a $30 book and I'm giving you one of them. Oh, wow. You know, and I, I just, I get these Appreciate books and it. I hand them out because people think I'm crazy. Just about every week I get somebody saying, take me off the list. Don't text me. I don't even want to talk to you. You're totally over the top. I had a military friend of mine I served with told me you, you've gone way too far. And so, and it's, but that so, can,
0: is that on Amazon?
1: Yeah. You can buy this on Amazon or you can go to Skywatch TV and you could get, um, uh, but they got these um, premium packages so I would suggest everybody go to Skywatch TV with where Tom Horn's at because what's really cool about that is you can go in there and buy this book or some of these other books which I'm going to give you and we have a chance to mention them, we will if not but you can get these two or three sets of books right now and he's giving away a uh, DVD with 120 books in PDF it goes back to the transhumanism research this guy did 20 years ago. It goes back to the Lucifer Project when they put the telescope in Arizona that McCain was a part of. Boy, we could go into a big rabbit trail on that guy. Totally sold a soul to the devil. That's why when you'll see you go into the Legion and you'll see the urinals, you know, with Jane Fonda on a target and the peer and saying that she was a traitor. You know, all these people been in bed with the enemy. They got into politics. And we saw the good side of evil, in a sense, when good decisions were made, but all the backdoor stuff that's gone on and how our nation, we've sold our soul to the enemy. And so fast forward now to people just need to go online, all right, and they need to look up Dr. Artist, Dr. Artist. This man is amazing. How you spell it? I think it's A-R-D-I-S, Dr. Artist. He used to be a... Uh, chiropractice and holistic health guy in texas now he's a speaker around the world there's been attempts on his life he's the one that broke the news on the snake venom being in the shot there's some some have the cobra snake in it some have that the, the the cobra snake out of china in it and some of them have the snail that's even more toxic than cobra venom and they put just enough in it because it's the only thing that can penetrate the blood-brain barrier. God gave us a blood-brain barrier that that hardly nothing can penetrate it. But we've been able to break the genetic code, so it punches a hole through it. So then all these nanoparticles, these little robots, can get in there and start building this highway that they are saying right now are those um, those uh, blood clots. And they've reported some of them being four feet long. That 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 they when they embalm them. They, they can't get the fluid through the veins and they have to pull these out. Well, they've done experiments on them. They're synthetic. You can actually put it on a battery and on a light bulb and a light light bulb. you can light one on a fire and you can watch it burn. This, and and now they just put the hairs. you go to Dr. Artis and even go to Steve Peter, Steve Stu Peters show on um rumble, these people are sounding the alarm and some of them are even dead now that tried to sound the alarm a year or two ago or they got to them and they won't talk to anybody. But what was really neat about this last episode they had was they can see those nanoparticles in there. All right. And then they the life force that's in our bodies along with the Wi-Fi that's in our homes and in the airs so with this 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 5G it, they draw this, the power source from it, and they start building this highway. This is a fiber optic highway through your system that taps into the, your fingertips and your toes and fuses into the backside of your brain. So when they come online with 6G, you're going to be part of the Internet thing. So, they, so they're going to slowly do this, whether you take a mark or not, to buy, sell, or trade. And in some places, people have already began that process in their life because they were afraid to lose their job. Well, how am I going to buy, sell, or trade? Now they might not have thought it that, that, that way, but they said, "I can't get fired from this job. I got to feed my kids. How am I to put them through college? Pay for this house?" And I understand that. I, I you know, I didn't think about those kind of things at first, early on in this game. Now I realize the two-edged sword. We we're on the cutting edge of all this technology. Between several presidents, that technology was given to both China and Russia, because we have to be toppled later on. All right, the Antichrist's office is going to be at the UN uh, there in the United Nations working with the false prophet out of Italy, and all the things are coming to pass, and there's a plan that's in place, and they're implementing this plan. So to get back on it, what they did is they had them send them some formaldehyde jars with these um, 23, 24, 30-inch blood clots, and they pulled them out, and they put them underneath, this, underneath the microscope. Scope. And as soon as they pulled them out underneath the, the microscope, and they had the Wi-Fi on. It started flashing, just like they see it flashing in the vials. If it's in a place where there's where there's internet, and it's and they flash and they start constructing. And so here's a blood clot that's been in a jar for seven months. They pull it out put it underneath the microscope and they see it start to move and work and try to to build this super highway through this synthetic DNA and through this big change that's taking place.
0: I've heard about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, so And it's so
1: it's so, I mean, but it's there and there's all kinds of information out there and they're shutting all this stuff down and deflatforming people like crazy.
0: I've been and, seeing people say that you can detox from the from the jab.
1: Well here's here's what you can do. There's been tons of you know they have they've been so many lots have gone out there. I don't I don't there's hundreds or thousands of lots. And they were test driving stuff, because when we were in biological, we were we were in our think tank. We we would we would role play. I remember we would sit down and we in a think tank and we say, how would a terrorist organization try to infiltrate or cause some harm and havoc in the United States? And so we talked about hijacked aircraft. That came up in one of our talks back in the early 80s. Like, well, maybe some you know terrorist or somebody with a little bit of help on the inside would hijack an aircraft and fly into one of our ammo dumps or fly into one of the nuclear reactors in Tennessee nuclear power plants we never thought about the twin towers the big trade hit us in the money belt you know but we had talked about those kind of things you know so the the enemy is using everything from the medical field to communications to educations to law enforcement you name it to get people to buy into the propaganda. This is how we're going to bring peace to the world. And then the sudden destruction is going to come. And so what we're seeing is basically the corruption of all flesh. Before it was the fallen angels. And then they were chained up, you know, and they'll be released at the end of time. And it talks about that in Revelations and Enoch, all right. And then a lot of them were wiped off during the flood. Then there was a second occursion. But this time it's through an eye of a needle and through man and science working with, what they call artificial intelligence. No, it's alien intelligence. It's demon intelligence. These aren't people from out of space. These are fallen angels that got their wings clipped, but they're, they know more than quantum physics and different things than we do. And they can come up with anti-gravity machines and we better watch out who we're messing with. Now I might've lost some of the people, Talking about this, but they just need to do the research (laughs) themselves.
0: And there's Bro, it's all over the internet. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, though, man. Everything you said, I've heard it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I, and I wrote a letter, all right, one time, uh, when I taught military science here in the state in the late 90s, early 2000, I wrote an 18-page letter that never got published in the editor. And I discussed everything from the Second Amendment to the changeover to command, that our commands, commanders and our command positions were being changed over through the UN and to, to other countries that were not uh, on a favorite nation status with American. Why is that? It was all about the takeover of the United States and the firing of those offices. And so now we actually have people that are generals and admirals and whoever they are, and they either were not born in this country or they were groomed in this country by the powers that be, by this brother, this satanic brotherhood educational political system that's, that's, that's infiltrated. And how else could they take over America? You know, most of it without firing a shot. It's, you know, using our own elected process against us. All right. And then speaking out of both sides of the, their mouth, getting into politics, bringing corporate American in, bringing other corporations from overseas that are actually front country companies for either Russia, China, whatever. You know, we do business with them every day and we don't even realize it. And and they're laughing all the way to the bank. It's redistribution of our wealth. And since we lost the petrodollar through Operation Sandman, the last straw was us pulling out of Afghanistan. And and OPEC said, we're done. And they came up with a couple trillion dollars and said, we're open for discussion with Russia, China, whoever, and uh, let's come up with a different money system, and it's time to bring a new sheriff to town, and that's that's where we find ourselves living in. So you need to be careful what you take. Try to go holistic, and Dr. Artis can he'll tell you all the places you can go and people you can talk to. But there are things that will help, like for instance, did you know that nicotine is a anti-snake venom uh, measure? Did you know that? No. Okay. Well, I didn't at first. Okay. Then, um, and you remember when the, when the, when 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 we first went into this this pandemic situation where they talked about you guys that are smokers, you're going to be the you better be careful because when it gets into your lungs and in your heart and you got to be put on a ventilator, you guys are going to die more than all other people. It's going to affect more other people. Guess what? The least people affected and whoever got COVID, and the least people that you know, died or been sick was the people that were smoking because nicotine has anti-venom properties. So when this information was released through doctor artists, some of the people lost their taste and smell and touch from either being sick or from the jab, started chewing nicotine gun in two or three days, their smell and their taste came back,
0: right? So Wait a second. You said that the people that are smokers, like and people that chew tobacco or whatever, they was more lucky not to not, get yeah it. yeah
1: i think it was something like um 1.2% or, or whatever out of everybody who either contracted it who had reactions either from the shot and or from people shedding or got the supposed uh illness and uh you know had complications and problems with it so now since the word got out on nicotine and cigarettes uh, I think the law may have passed, or they may have already put it in a, they're actually reducing the amount of nicotine people can put in cigarettes now, because they don't want anybody to be able to, they want it to be under like 3 milligrams, so that it will have not even a effect or minimal effect on anything they put in your body, and it won't help detox you. That's why they're cutting back the nicotine, and nicotine is not what's addictive. Did you know nicotines naturally occurring in like celery and broccoli? And I love broccoli. And it ain't like I've had five head of broccoli before I got here. And, you know, cause, cause I'm addicted to broccoli and nicotine. It's the chemicals that they put in. So there's just so much information that's out there. But once you get this hydrogel and you get these, these nanoparticles building this assembly line in your, your, your body, you have some major problems. All right. And if this stuff can reactivate and begin building again by looking through a microscope, when the stuff comes out of the uh, jar of formaldehyde, you know, and gets worked with a little bit. What are we talking about? So we have yet to split the hairs on what's really going on here. You know, it's just like sucralose. And you met Nanya. And she's like a great gal. And um, she said, I'm going to leave the medical field. And she's had a lot of, you know, surgeons, you know, get sick. And whatever the case may be, I uh, had to change her name, you know, to help protect the innocent. But the bottom line is this. She she looked at some of my favorite uh, bars with protein. And she says, this has got this, uh, you know, sh- sugar alternative in it. I said, yeah, man, they're promoting it. It's the greatest thing on sliced bread. She says, you want to see what it's all about and look at it? And it's a DNA changer. After a while, it's accumulative, It'll build up. And build up in your body, and after a while, it'll start genetically changing you. And to get back to Nimrod. Nimrod was a man. But something was different about Nimrod, if you read the language. All these other giants and all these other supernatural soldiers back in the day that they worshipped as gods, Hercules, it's not just a myth. These were fallen angels. They had superhuman power that passed herself off as gods you know, or goddesses, all right? Do we still teach in school all this mythology, and why do they do that? Why do we even need to know about it? They'll throw all the other stuff that's more relevant out. They still do because they want us to be able to recognize when these gods return. So this here, talking about the Oracle, Jonathan Cahn, you can get his books through Amazon. You can get them through uh um Skywatch TV but guess what I got this at Ali's. This is a $20 book. I picked it up for $4.99. I bought like 20 of them I've been handing them out. That's your copy. So, it. so that's a copy. You can even go to Ali's to get. And this guy's a rabbi and he's got the goods because he brings the renewed covenant in the Hebrew original language back to what it talks about. And some of these 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 names that they give these medicines in Hebrew languages are the names of demons.
0: That's just what what medicines are. Some of
1: these medicines that that they name, and he and I, I'd have to write it down, and he'll tell you, they are actually Hebrew are names for certain deities, certain demons that the Canaanites worship and the Amorites, and they sacrificed their children to, and those kind of things.
0: I mean,
1: it's it's, it's some crazy stuff, and that's true history. And this is a guy who was born and raised in that environment that's that's seeing it, seeing it for what it is.
0: So So what you're saying is is pretty much. You believe the Bible's true. It is, and by your own experience in life, sixty-something years, like you're not just some conspiracy theorist. I mean, you have plenty of. In other words, I've. In other words, there's a, there's a lot of information out there, but sorting through it and organizing it that that's that's the thing that I'm uh, I'm coming to a place where producing an episode, for example. You know, it's like, all I got to do is just start with a topic and then just try to, you know, just try to keep things around that topic. And it seems like so many things connect. See, the way that my mind works, man, I always connect everything. Like, I if something can connect, I always try to connect it. And sometimes I'll lose people, like, when I'm talking to them. Like, some people find it entertaining. Some people might get educated, whatever the case may be. I'm not a know-it-all, but I mean... When it comes to um, these issues, do you think that there's some folk that they're so programmed or conditioned to where like they can't connect dots or they don't care like it's like their heart's calloused where they can't see how Genesis to revelation they can't connect the dots and or they can't see how in their life it's like what you eat, you know what you put in your body you know, what you do for a living, you know, your purpose in life, everything connects as far as I'm concerned in one way or another. And yet, you know, it's like, it's very difficult to try to convince people of certain things, especially when even the Bible says that there are people that always resist the Holy Spirit, which it is his job to convince people of the truth. He is the spirit of truth. And I've I've recognized in my own life that there has been times or I've grieved him, or I have, um, um, yeah, I've resisted the conviction of the truth sometimes, but it's like, but when I yielded to it though, it, it's usually bears good fruit, you know, but it's the resistance of truth that I think sometimes it's like, it just, it, I don't know. It bears bad fruit in people's lives. So, I mean, it's, So I've witnessed it with myself. It's like when you, when you, it's one thing to say, well, I don't really feel like going to church versus in your own personal time, you know, you can seek the Lord, the creator for yourself, Yes. whether you go to church or not, Amen. but like, if you have to go to church to be introduced to other believers of the Bible, then do that. Right. You know, cause that's what I did. I mean, there was a point where I didn't grow up in church. Right. So there's a point that I had to go to church in order to seek out somebody that would, uh, confirm to me what I had been w- um, dealing with in private, which is a lot of this, um, these books that are sitting in front of us that you brought, like it, it's almost like it's a hard thing for some people to process, especially all at once. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, sometimes you got to kind of like, You know, it's like over twenty-something years. You know, the Lord has has helped me to see certain things and this and that. But there's a point, man, where it it's like I groan for the coming of Yeshua. Sometimes, and other times I'm just like, we need more time, because I hate evil, right? But like, I don't. So like, there's a point where sometimes it takes time to get shown things, and sometimes like you just. You have to be shook out of your slumber. You know, you got to be dealt with in one way or another. And I know the Lord's done that to me, but um, we've run out of time for this uh, session, uh, Gunny. Um, So hopefully we can get back together another time. And uh, bro, like you're just so, you're passionate, bro. What what do you got there? I just want to mention this here.
1: (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of books I have here, but this is one you could buy at Ollie's. And it's called Jezebel's War with America. And of course, Jezebel... Jezebel, we read about her in scripture. And it says the plot to destroy our country and what we can do about it to turn the tide by Michael L. Brown, PhD. And he discusses a lot of different things and where a lot of medical science was born out of witchcraft and different things. But he gives a lot of good stuff here. And this is a book that you can buy for $3.99 and who knows what it would cost you on Amazon. But there are some books out there and I want you to have that one there. But this is what we need to think about. Whether you believe that or not, and the boogeyman in the sky, this, that, and and so-and-so. Let me talk to you about real war. Here's the deal, you got China, you got Russia, you got some of these other people want this piece of real estate. And one of the best ways they could take this piece of real estate is what I would do if I was them. Because one of the things we would do if we go in an operational area, the best thing you want to do is uh, do it uh, by the cover of darkness or through some type of cloak, uh, covert operation and shut off the water supply and the power supply. And right now our grid is vulnerable. It's always been vulnerable for decades and never did anything about it. So if there's like something like, I can't remember how many uh, substations there are, maybe a couple thousand, but I think if there's, if there's out of 200 substations, 200 some main substations, they could take out, if they took out 12 of them, we would have a blackout in America that could last one, two to three years. And when they role played that, if that were to happen in America... They said 50% of the people in America would probably be dead the first year. And by the second year, 90% would be dead. Just Americans. How much food do you have in your house? Do you have a backup generator in your house? You got extreme cold weather. Do you got? Do you have a tent you could sleep in during cold weather? Those kind of things. Well, we're not a third world nation. And a lot of times, you know, we don't act like that or think like that or prepare like that. But we need to start doing that. Because you can look at what's going on right now in different places and especially like Venezuela and some of these other things where money's not worth anything. Maybe a trillion dollar note would buy you a loaf of bread. But remember, they started killing animals in the zoo. They got so desperate. In the last, you're talking ta- about
0: Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But 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 back in World War II, though, like you know, the the same thing happened in Germany, right?
1: Yeah, it did. And in the Civil War, the same thing happened here, as far as turning to cannibalism. And you don't see that in the books anymore.
0: Well, and they I'm would, actually.
1: they would, they would, you know, the history books. And they, some people would follow the campaigns. Because let's face the crops were destroyed. You know, it, it went on for an extended period of time and there was complete anarchy. You
0: know what I mean? So you think it could be happening soon here. Yeah.
1: So the bottom line is when they do come or, and all these people coming across the border, I talk to buddies of mine and it's not like, hey, there is organized not only from crime, but, but actually they say on the news, they look like there's some, you know, Asians coming in here and they look like they're a military age. No, they're our military. Not only are they military age, they're a trained military. And then you see some of the people that follow them and they go right to these camps, in the United States, and they're on the firing range within a week, you know, in their camouflage clothes, you know, and you say, Oh, this guy's got to be out of his mind. That's those same things happen in other countries way before now, uh, and they've had to deal with that, whether it be Germany or whatever. Um, and it's come to America, and that's where we're at. And tens and thousands of people are coming across the border every day that hate us. They want they want what you have, and they want to take it from us at any cost.
0: And this has been happening since. Um The current president took office?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's been happening on and off. Trump really put a big bite in it, but now it's just open open borders.
0: So, in other words, people get ready. Yes,
1: that's what I'm trying to say. So, regardless of the Bible, besides this, there's people that want our piece of real estate, and they're coming to take it. And prepare and surround yourself with like-minded people and have a place to go. And when it goes down and your money's no good, you have some kind of commodity you can trade to peacefully coexist and not end up shooting and eating each other, which has happened, you know, as recently in the last five years
0: in other countries. So get so my people might want to get right with Jesus. And uh, they might want to um, get some gold coins, uh, silver coins. They might want to store up some tuna packets, you know what I mean? Get a fire exactly. starter, get a bug out pack going, right. you know, um, get your fishing rods. <laughs> exactly. Get you um, a yeah. um, spare tire. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not yes. sure how anything is going to happen, but I, I'll tell you yeah. right now, bro, I, I know I need to get better prepared. Yeah.
1: And right now, I was put by a store the other day, and they have aluminum bats on clearance, twenty like 75% off. You ladies out there, you need to have a can of mace. If not, you need to they're the selling mayor right, spray. or 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 better yet, right now they're selling uh the, the uh uh wasp and hornet spray, the 27 foot stuff for like two packages of two for two dollars and fifty cents. That's a diluted nerve agent. That's why that buck goes <laughs> talking
0: about wall spray?
1: Yeah, the wasp spray. It hits the the, the heavy kerosene that takes it to it, normally knocks them down and then they do the funky chicken because it's their nervous system. Well, you got somebody that's wanting to do some bad news to you. You, you spray them in the eyes with that; it's gonna burn like hell. They're gonna you be able to get it, you be able to run. And if they don't get medical attention too soon, either they'll be partially or permanently blind, and you just taught somebody a lesson. Wow. So, you know what I mean? So there's ways to,
0: you know, protect yourself. Protect yourself. Yeah. I, whether you want to
1: own a gun or not. I got you. Everybody ought to have a can of wash spray and an aluminum baseball bat in their car. <laughs>